Let it all out. These are the words that I hear. I'll come on back from the brink. Come on. Hey, welcome to Back from the Brink. This is Todd Brinker. Aaron will be joining us shortly. This is the after show from KCAA Radio's morning and afternoon show um, on the brink. And we call it that because we are both brinkers. She is my sister-in-law. I am her brother-in-law. And, uh, yeah, so that's us. Stuff's been going on in the world. Imagine that. The world has not stood still. Uh, important stuff like, you know, Ford has unveiled the 2021 Mustang Mach 1 because that's incredibly important that we all know that. Actually, if you're a fan of Mustangs, this puppy's got 480 horsepower and 420 pounds uh, of foot, uh, foot pounds of torque which means it moves, and yet it's not the most powerful Mustang because uh, they've got a, a GT500 that's got 700-plus horsepower, and uh, basically if you step on the accelerator, you just melt your tires. Yeah, that's a fact. So um, anyway, other things going on in the world. Let's see what else is going on. Um, if you are a T-Mobile user, your phone maybe didn't work yesterday. That's because T-Mobile had a service outage throughout the country, on and off throughout the day on Monday. So if you either uh, tried to call or or received or, or tried to call from a T-Mobile-attached phone, you maybe couldn't do it. I know I experienced that yesterday and was befuddled as to what was going on. No, you didn't forget to pay your bill. No, there's not a problem with your phone. It was your service provider, and they just had some issues. They believe it might have been a denial-of-service attack on their network. They're not certain. They obviously are going to do some forensic work after the fact and find out what the heck happened. But uh, if you had problems calling somebody yesterday, check and see if T-Mobile was the problem. Um now, also going on yesterday was a uh, fairly landmark case. The Supreme Court said essentially that when you're protected uh, from um, uh, in the Civil Rights Act, in, in Title VII of the Civil Rights Act, you are protected from discrimination on the basis of sex. Hold on. Aaron's joining us. Good morning, Aaron. Good morning, Todd. How art thou? <laughs> Hey, I was just starting to to talk about the um, the Supreme Court and their determination that the Civil Rights Act uh, basically says that that when you're being discriminated against by sex, that that essentially means you're discriminating against somebody based on their sexual preference, and that that um, uh, means that that's or your sexual orientation preference is probably not the right word given the current climate. Uh, we've kind of changed and learned that language a little bit better. So your sexual orientation is the same thing as your as being dis, uh, discriminated against by, by your sex. And so, therefore, um, a lot of gay rights advocates are saying this was a major victory uh, in terms of a fairly uh, conservative court saying, you know what, uh, don't matter who you want to go to bed with, uh, you still have rights and you're protected. Right. That shouldn't stop you from from uh, uh, being able to do your job. Right. Exactly. I mean, as, and as long as it's it's focused on doing your job um, and doing your job well, then, yeah, it shouldn't matter. I think that you'll yeah. start seeing because it it also affects uh, uh, transgendered people. I think you'll right. start seeing 
um, uh, rules in workplaces regarding facial hair. So, and, and other things. So if you are, uh, presenting as a woman, if you're a transgendered woman, um, and you decide to grow a beard, they might, you companies may say, no, you probably shouldn't do that because it makes people uncomfortable. Right. At least for now. Um, hmm. I don't know. I, I could see that happening. And so like, you know, I'm, and I'm, and I'm trying to think, you know, I'm, and I'm right now I'm thinking about hospitality, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, you, maybe they won't. I was going to say, don't you think that this case very, uh, kind of says that that activity would be illegal because you're now, no, um, because there are companies that have, have rules about facial hair and other things. And it's just part of the uniform. Right. But the rules about facial hair, um, you know, I mean, like there's places where people with longer beards have to wear a hairnet on their beard, basically, which, you know, if you're working on my food, I think that's not a bad thing. Um, right. But the the idea to say that you can't have facial hair if you are dressed, you know, as a woman because you identify as a woman, that is sexual discrimination based on this. But they could this. say no facial hair. Right. They could say no facial hair for anybody. Yes. Right. Absolutely. So I see what you're saying. Yeah. Absolutely. I thought you were saying that. that I was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Just want to make sure that we were clear and both both understanding yeah, each other. I, I, you know, I, it's so I'm hard to. I'm thinking out loud here. I'm thinking yeah, out loud. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, and it's funny. It's just an example of how difficult it really is to to have a conversation with somebody and fully understand. You know, you really have to work at it. You yeah, know? you do. You have to you ask do. some well, questions and say, well, well no, what did you mean? Did, did I hear that right? Is this is what I heard? You know. Well, especially since, and a lot of people do this. I always do this, and a lot of people do. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm a person who thinks out loud. As I'm, yeah. as I'm walking down a mental path, and I'm like, well, they could do it. Well, maybe not. Well, they could do No, maybe not. And, and so it's not that every single thought is completely formed before I start, sure. you know, walking down that path. Um, and, and we shouldn't have that expectation of one another. I mean, you don't want to create a society where people are so afraid to say anything, you know, and that's what cancel culture has done where, yeah. you know, it's like there's people, it's like their, their reason for living, their, their purpose in their life is to go back through tweets that you made 15 years ago or whatever um, to, uh, or, you know, I guess Twitter wasn't around 15 years ago, but you know what I mean? To find comments that were made, videos that were made, because, you know, 15 years ago you said something stupid. Well, I guarantee that I've said other things. I've said stupid things over the course of my life. I guarantee it. I know I have. And I've said things that were you know, insensitive that, you know, especially as a teenager, mm-hmm. lots of teenagers like to, to yell, to, to, to be incendiary, just to be incendiary. And I'm going to admit I was that person. Yeah, I would absolutely. say something just to get a rise out of people. You know, and, and uh, well, I, my fear is, is that socially we're getting, we're, we're going farther away from or, or more towards that cancel culture in the, that, you know, that you have to really there, there's a, a fear that you if you especially if you have any kind of a public presence that you might say something wrong or have said something wrong. I mean, my simple little, you know, gender, your, your uh, preference as opposed to orientation, you know, preference implies that there's a choice there and orientation right. just says that's who you are. And and, you know, by using the wrong word, I mean, I corrected myself almost immediately, but but, you know, in using the wrong word there and people will jump all over you for having made, you know, a 
verbal faux pas. I mean, sometimes I, I sit here going, uh, uh, um, you know, that guy, that guy that, that, that with my mom, the one that, you know, they're married, the guy that, that my, you know. Yeah, he's exactly. The, he's the exactly. guy that I look a lot like because I'm genetically related to him. What's his name? He's the, he's, oh, my father. That's it. The father. That's the word I was looking for. You know, and when I have days like that, I mean, please forgive me if I say, you know, uh, I pick a wrong word somewhere because that happens. You know, especially exactly. as I get older, boy, I stumble over that. Hey, by the way, we Twitter is 14 yes. years old. 14 is years. Is it really? Yeah, it's founded in 2006. Dang. So you, you were almost there when you said 15 years ago, because it could have been 14 years ago. <laughs> wow. Yeah, hard I to just believe. think we need to take a deep breath and quit. You know, we spend so much time wanting to be outraged. And, and it's genuinely wanting to be outraged. Yeah. And there are a group of people who are professionally outraged this is what they do and they get clicks and likes and they've monetized it and oh my god why are yeah why are we letting them take over our lives as far as i'm concerned they're worse than the worst kind of ambulance chasers yeah you know facebook was founded in 2004 it's now 16 years old but but it really was i mean it didn't really become public like not public as in a public traded company, right, yeah. but it was, like it was on school campuses like two, initially, yeah. right? So like 2006, I think, is when it first appeared mm-hmm. um, on the scene, and I joined in 2007. Yeah, I joined it very early, and I joined Twitter very early, and looked at them and both went eh, and then left. Um, and then I remember, like years later, one of my sisters getting a hold of me and saying, you know, why are you on Facebook? Everybody's on. I would have thought you would have been there. You know, I was. Oh yeah, I was on there. I just don't use it. Um, but yeah. yeah, you know, for me, it was always like meh. And then over time I've become very anti-Facebook, but, um, uh, you know, it has its place. It has its place. Well, you know, I, I, there are people out there who are itching for a fight and they're going to yeah. pick it with anybody and everybody they, they can come across. Absolutely. If it wasn't and, Twitter and Facebook, it, it would be something else. Right. Exactly. You know, I, and I, Stop giving them energy for crying out loud. Yeah. Who cares if they get outraged? Yeah, I really believe you know? it's their their form of entertainment. It's their sport. It's that that's what oh, they absolutely. look forward to doing. You know, some people look forward to getting home and going for a walk or going at meeting their friends and going and playing, you know, basketball or something. That's what they do. Some people can't wait to to, you know, get on their on, on Facebook or get on Twitter and, and yell at somebody or say something that they know is going to inflame somebody just because they can. You exactly. Know? Uh, well, and. Exactly. Or there are people who the other flip side of that, they, there are people who are looking to be outraged because they like the adrenaline of that outrage. You can't say that them's fighting words. And that's yeah. essentially what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's the proactive and there's the, the more passive attack, but they're both basically, you know, attacks for entertainment. Yeah. Which it's, is their Hatfields looking for McCoy's. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's fine as long as everybody understands that and keeps that in mind. But the thing is, is that some people don't. Some people get very serious about it, and and that's when you have people going bonkers and and you know, stalking people and burning down buildings and and you know, just all kinds of horrible, evil activities based on outrage that was false outrage to begin with. Exactly. I have to say, in my Facebook feed recently, I've been getting more and more of of news that's obviously fake um, from random, weird, you know, uh, uh, USA hyphen Patriots hyphen now kind of a, I just made that up, but kind mm-hmm. of stuff like that. I was like, why am I getting, this is not a real thing. Yeah. Go away. <laughs> 
you know, and it's stuff like, um, you know, that Joe Biden said, you know, and, and name outrageous thing. I don't even want to repeat because I don't want to be part of the rumor mill. And yeah. and, you know, I stop it. Just freaking stop it. Yeah. I don't want to see that junk. I well, want to see lots of real news. The the horror is is that the technology is such that, you know, you used to say, well, show me a video of him actually saying it and I'll believe it. But they can fake that now. Yeah, they Pre- can. Pretty, pretty easily, actually. Yeah, they can. You, know, you don't need any high tech skills to do it. You just need a nope. computer and some software. Yeah, I mean, it, it was just a matter of time. I mean, Hollywood's been making dinosaurs come to life very realistically for a yeah. long time. And yeah. so it was just a matter of time before the deep fake became... You know, for the everyman. Yeah. Yep, yep, so, yep. So are you going to be walking, uh, keep walking? I am. After? I have awesome. um, committed to closing my rings as much as I can. So I'm using my uh, Apple Watch and I go out and close my rings and, and march. You know, it's funny. We, you know, yesterday was the last day of the uh, Making Hope Happen Backyard uh, Marathon. And uh, and we both have acknowledged that my wife is is gone bonkers in terms of, of being a walker and doing that. She yesterday walked while we were on the radio show. And then af- I came in after we were done doing this show and said, OK, well, I'm going to, you know, I, I basically hit my 50 already. I said, yeah, let's go and take a walk again. We've been doing it as a habit together after uh, after the show. So we, we went ahead and took our walk and she says, oh, good, because I'm almost at 200 kilometers. And so she wanted to kick it over 200 kilometers. So she kicks it over 200 kilometers. We do some other stuff. We do some yard work. We were, Then a little bit later in the day, she says, I'm going to go out and walk again. I was running to the grocery store. She was going to go out and walk again because she says, I looked at it and I'm almost at... Um, what was it? 200 kilometers, like 130 miles or something like that. So she says, I want to just hit that, 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 that level. So she goes out goes like another mile to just kick it over that 130 miles. Well, then she gets back and later in the evening, I'm sitting in there and I do a little calculation. I'm just playing around. I said, you know, if you went another mile and a half, you would have five marathons. <laughs> so we went out and walked again late at night last night so that she could say she went five marathons. That's you know, awesome. So, so I walked <laughs> twice yesterday. She walked four times, I kid you not, because she kept making these little micro goals. You know, it's like, oh, if I just go this little bit more, then I can, you know, it's a nice round number that I, I did X number of kilometers, then miles, then, you know, and it's like, oh, wow. Well, that's the way to do it, though. You get these little, you know, little goals, little ones that you just keep, keeps you getting up and going. Of course, yesterday so was there... crazy, but... <laughs> You guys are are amazing. There's one guy, um, uh, Elaine is way up there as far as the number of miles completed. There's one guy, Mm -hmm. I'm not even kidding, has done 270 miles. I looked at that. I saw that. That's just nuts. His name is Doug Rowan. He is the former executive director of the Arrowhead United Way, and he's an avid runner, and he's retired. So he's Mm -hmm. just going all over the place and and putting on the miles. And he's the nicest guy you'd ever meet. Awesome. So, you know, it's like good for him. Yeah. Good for him. So yeah, I can't absolutely. believe it's over. That month went by really fast. It did. And thank you for, for telling us about it and sharing the, um, the, the, the opportunity to go out and just get off our duff and do something. It was great. And it was for a great cause. And I, uh, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, I did too. And I, I, I'm so glad that the whole family took took part in it and we're going to probably be doing it again because it was just Mm -hmm. really fun and a great way to build um community everybody loved it and i'm finding myself like i i opened up the app and 
it's like, oh, I've high fived everybody because it's over, right? It's yeah. like, I want to high five people. I want to, you know, do it again. Mm-hmm. So um, we're going to yeah. be doing another one um, uh, probably in the fall, and more information will be coming out about that one awesome. when we do. Awesome. Now, in the meantime, you're continuing to walk too, right? Uh, well, I didn't last night because, like, the tip of my pinky toe is literally an, the whole well, thing is a blister. Yeah, you you <laughs> you pushed big this weekend to get to hit your hit your goal, and so yes. I understand taking a little recovery time. That makes perfect sense. But but I think in, I'm going to go walking tonight, though. Yeah, in the longer term, you had said you were you were going to sign up for uh, another uh, challenge just to to I keep did. yourself motivated and going, right? Yes, I did. I signed up for another challenge. I'm doing the walk, the run through history. I'm not going to be running, obviously. It's a year long, and I might do others. I have found I don't like yeah. doing you and I'll the do competitive... a stroll through history. <laughs> there you go. We'll go. We'll saunter through history. Yeah. So, um, uh, I I have found that I don't like the races. And I think I might have said this yesterday. I don't like the 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 races where there's people there because I'm slow. Um, but I want to be able to have mm-hmm. a challenge, and so these virtual races, man, that's a good thing for me. You know, yeah. I, I, I can see myself doing these all the time. They're fun, especially. Yeah. And the fun part isn't the walking as much. I mean, it's OK, but I mean, it's nice. I'm not don't get me wrong. But the but the, the fun part is the social part. It's to, you know, cheer people on and be excited about the 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 connectedness that we feel on the app. Yeah. So well, it's funny you mentioned strolling through history. Did you know that there's another Bill and Ted movie coming out? Bill and Ted face the music. Seriously? Yeah. Right yeah. on. They did. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure was 1989, and then their bogus journey was 1991, and here we are in 2020, and Bill and Ted are coming back. Uh, they uh, have to save the universe because they're now middle-aged. You know, William Bill S. Preston Esquire and Theodore Ted Logan will be rocking and rolling. They just dropped a... Um, <laughs> Uh, a preview uh, of it so you can go online and and do a search for um, Bill and Ted face the music and you can watch the um, the trailer for the movie um, and uh, you know obviously with COVID like many things it's sort of been delayed it was supposed to come out in in March um, they're now saying that they think it's going to be August so we'll see uh, if if they're going to actually release it you know now that theaters are starting to open up even though they're limited attendance um, I'm looking forward to um, some of these movies that were, pl- were supposed to be out actually coming out some of them you know went direct to uh, to streaming um, but it's just not the same no it's not and I, I you know Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure was good. I loved their bogus journey. And I yeah. think it's because the the, the guy who played um, the Grim Reaper in the movie, I thought he was hilarious. Because He's coming he was, back, by the way. And he was insecure. and kind of, I thought he was perfect. I thought he stole the movie. I thought he was great. Yeah. William, <laughs> William Sadler, who played the Grim Reaper, is reprising his role. Oh, right and, on. <laughs> and even Rufus will be back by uh, using unused footage. George Carlin played Rufus. Oh, yes, and, he did. Uh, they're going to repurpose some archival footage from the first two films. And so Rufus will be back, too. Uh, and so we'll see how that all plays out. But, yeah, uh, the, I agree. The Grim Reaper just rocked. and uh, He did. <laughs> and William Sadler, um, if, if, you, if you know him, I mean, he's done lots and lots of stuff over the years. Um you know, he's, he's a character actor and uh, and just, you know, you name it. He's had bits and pieces in it and uh, um, lots of fun. That's a that's a great role. So I'm glad they're bringing him back. <laughs> yeah. Watch the preview. It's a lot of fun. 
Um, <laughs> you, know, you just look at it and you're like, oh, yeah, it's Bill and Ted. They look a little older. It's a little weird to see them <laughs> still behaving sort of the same way, but... Uh, you know. Well, as a way of, of promoting their movie, and I thought this was genius, they did a the two actors, um, so uh, Keanu Reeves and I forgot the name of the guy Alex who plays. Winter. Thank you, Alex Winter. I always forget his name. Anyway, um, they uh, they did a shout out to San Dimas High School class of 2020 <laughs> online. <laughs> so I thought that Perfect. was awesome. <laughs> Perfect. Right in line uh, with their characters. Exactly. So, yeah, absolutely Sam awesome. Demus. I will definitely go see that movie. Yeah. Um, and and I and I wonder if younger people have watched that movie with the same affection that our generation did, you know? Um because I Bill and Ted was I love Bill and Ted. Yeah, I mean they were, you know, silly movies, but they were fun movies. Oh, yeah. And of course they're silly. Fun to see Socrates and and uh <laughs> all the uh, folks from history that they they couldn't pronounce properly <laughs> or i shouldn't say couldn't just didn't just didn't because it was fun yeah <laughs> yeah uh yeah you know there are some movies that never should be remade or have sequels or anything else like the princess bride and then there's others where keep them coming because they're just a lot of fun yeah now i don't they're not in the preview we'll see how they play out but uh, in this one, there's a character, Wilhelmina Billy, Little Bill Logan, is Ted and Elizabeth's daughter. And Theodora, oh, cool. Thea, Little Ted Preston, is Bill and Joanna's daughter. So there's uh, Little Bill and Little Ted, and they are girls. So they're they're setting up another spinoff, maybe somewhere down the road. Oh, with the girls, that's fun. Okay, I cool. could see that. that I could see that. Cool. Yeah. Got to cast yeah. that one right, though, you know? I mean, the first two, the, the the guys are so iconic. I mean, Alex Winter hasn't done as much, obviously, as Keanu Reeves has uh, career-wise, but the two characters are just so iconic. So I wonder, will they make the girls, like, really intelligent and straight-laced, or will they be like uh, the um, oh, Alicia Silverstone's character in Clueless? That would be really funny, though, if they flipped it and said instead of oh, being, yeah. uh, um, uh, the, the, you know, kind of clueless bum fumbling like their dads to be like super sharp and on top of it and still befuddled by the bizarreness of history right so uh yeah actually i'm just looking at um at alice winter's webpage and he's been behind the scenes he's been a director writer and producer in lots of stuff and oh, so his work his, his he, he's been out there working he's just been behind the behind the camera so well you um, know and i gotta be honest um, behind the camera is probably better because you get you get all the benefits of work, working in the industry, meaning that um, you know the creative outlets and the and the lots and lots of money. But then you can go to a dinner, a, a restaurant, and have dinner with your family without being bothered. Yeah, except that everybody's going to look at him and go, "Wait a minute, I know Bill? you Bill from Preston? somewhere, Esquire." <laughs> Can you imagine? He's probably had that his entire life. He probably has. It's like, a, so Tobin and I this past weekend watched the, the, and I don't know if I talked about this already. We watched the, the most recent Terminator movie. And oh, I um, did too. It's so good. It really is. Isn't it? I, I, was, I was so surprised. I was very impressed with that movie. Um, I watched it, I don't know, maybe two weeks ago. And, um, yeah, I was I was really impressed with that movie. I mean, the um, the the, the storyline, the I mean, you know, 
the bringing back Arnold one more time, and they didn't really deal with the fact that he now looks like he's, you know, the age he is. Um, yes, I mean, but he still looked amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Big, massive guy. <laughs> I mean, come on. So, um, but it was just, it was, um, you know, you, you think like they've played this story every which way but loose, right? And yet they managed to tell a really good story. They did. I love that they rebooted it, right? And so they went through this, you know, John and I stopped the stopped the um, mm-hmm. Skynet and, and all of that. But then it happened anyway and how they closed that loop. And it was so good. It was such a good movie. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, so, and it was full of time. Easter eggs. Yeah, they've played with time that way several times in the movies. And that's what's always been great about them is is that, you know, you think what you're doing changes things, but it doesn't necessarily change things because, you know, you can just go back in time before this time, you know, or before that. Yeah, exactly. Time. When you're when you're bouncing around through time, you can play all kinds of games, and this is another twist on that that whole uh, uh, plot. But they just did it so well and told such a great story. Um, that yeah. So yeah, I, I, I enjoyed really it. Enjoyed it. I did too. I um, uh, was very pleased to to see a well done film in you know i mean by the time you get to the the sixth or seventh movie in a series you're kind of like well how good how good can it really be you know and i think most people would agree that some of the middle ones like that was the sixth movie um you know and the first two were probably pretty good the third one was eh, it was mediocre by the time you get to terminator salvation and terminator genesis in 2009 and 2015 you're like eh. But boy, did they come back strong with Terminator yeah. Dark Fate. Well, and they uh, had to reboot, right? I mean, it, because they yeah. kind of, they, they, they'd played out that story to it, to a conclusion that I didn't particularly care for, but they played out that story. Um, mm. And so uh, they had to do the reboot and the reboot was really good and it's provided new life to the story. Yeah. You know, so speaking of, of, of Terminator and actors who you will forever know them as that guy. In Terminator 2, the guy who played um, uh, the Terminator, do you know, have you seen this boy? He, in every single thing that that actor is in, everything, I think of, have you seen this boy? He yeah, played Robert the Terminator. You know who I'm, t- yes, is, yeah. do you know what I'm, you, yeah, you know who I'm yeah. talking about? <laughs> yeah, 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 he, he was the liquid T-1000, the first liquid exactly. Terminator that we and saw. He, he did it so well. He yeah. was so good. <laughs> well, the the trick in that, I think, you know, and what he did just so exceptionally well was he played it um, so straight, you know? I mean, it was absolute dead serious, deadpan, no emotion, just he acted like a robot. And yet, he, you know, he could morph into anything. So it was it was very interesting. And um, he could, and then he repre- he put, when it was, didn't he plug that? Wasn't there, okay, let me figure this out. A sentence. He was in Wayne's World with Have You Seen This Boy? And he like yeah. so he had fun with that too. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> it was terrific. Yeah. No, in fact, there's a quote here from him. He says, I wanted to find someone who would be a good con oh the the director Cameron. I wanted to find someone who'd be a good contrast to Arnold. If if the T eight hundred, which is what Arnold's character was, is kind of a human panzer tank, then the T one thousand had to be a Porsche. Yeah. And that's a good and he description. Was. Yeah. Good description. And he was. And the and, and the actor, what's his name? Robert um, Patrick. Rob, Robert Patton or Patrick? Patrick. He did a great job. He really did. 
Yeah, and you're right. He's he's been in lots of other things, but he's got. <laughs> but when you recognize the face, you immediately go to you know the, that line that that you know. You he's that guy. Boy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and it's not like that. I mean, he was in X-Files. He's, you know, he was in Spy Oh, Kids he's been and, in a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, he's been in tons of different movies. Um, <laughs> and, you know, he's obviously a good actor. But, boy, you know, it's it's a blessing and a curse to get a role like that, isn't it? You know? Cause yeah. It's like, wow, to be able to say that's, you know, that thing. But, you know, I mean, for years, Judd Nelson was the guy who walked across the football field and pumped his fist at the end of exactly. Breakfast Club, you know, and it was exactly, like, you know, but I can act and do other things, guys. And he's like, no, 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 you're the guy who pumped his fist. You're that guy. And it's like, no, that's not who I am. It's just a guy I played on, t- on a movie. <laughs> so Robert Patrick actually was in um, We Are Marshall. He played um, mm-hmm. the coach who had. Um, who went down with the with the team? Um, and he did a great job in that. In that, it was a it was a small role, but he did a great job with it. He he's really good in anything he does, um, yeah. which is why he's so memorable. Yeah, he was in Men Who Stare at Goats, which is incredibly memorable. Men stare. Men. That's a movie. Yeah, Men Who Stare at Goats. Is it a comedy? Um, it is a somewhat comedy. It's an investigation into the attempts by the U.S. military to employ psychic powers as a weapon. Uh, it's based on a book of the same title, and it was a um, uh, satirical look at it. George Clooney, Ewan McGregor, Jeff Bridges, and Kevin Spacey. So it wasn't like it was a bunch of lightweights. Um, was it a Coen Brothers movie? And it is um, bizarro. Uh, no, I don't believe it was Coen Brothers. Let's see. Who who was this? Nope. Uh, Grant Heslov was the director. Huh. Uh, um, Men who never, stare at goats. Yeah, if you've seen the movie, it's 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 a giggle fest. It's not a like not like the funniest movie you've ever seen, but it's just it's funny. It's it's there's a lot of irony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So now that's something else to stream. There you yeah, go. Yeah, Tobin and I were talking about it yesterday. Um, oh Men no, day before goats? yesterday on our walk. No, 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 that no, <laughs> not that. But just that we're getting tired of what's out there. I watched. Yeah. We watched Thirteen yesterday, which is really moving. If you've seen Thirteen, the 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 um, documentary about um, the prison industrial complex, you watched that yesterday. It was very good. I have, I have not. I have. Not. It was it was really good. Yeah. Um, um, I'll put it on the list. Anyway, yes, uh, but but we're running out of things that are interesting and engaging and funny and and so um, yeah, we need to. Uh, we need to find new things. So men who stare at goats will be our new thing. There you go. It can be, it can be one of the new things. There's lots of things out there. But, yeah, it's, it, it's funny. You know, it, you're right, though. It's like we all of the obvious, easy, funny things to watch have been watched. So now it's like, okay, well, what's left? I'll tell you something I watched that I didn't care for, um, and maybe what? I'm not the right target audience, but um, I did not care for the Artemis Fowl movie that came out on Disney+. Plus. Um, oh, got a lot of news about this movie being released and that it was supposed to be in the theaters and Disney put it on Disney plus, you know, they're doing their best to pump up their, their online since, uh, since everybody's home, right. Uh, their online, um, offerings and this particular film just didn't do it for me. I was, I, I sat there going like, this story isn't that good. They seem to be jumping around. I have read, I did not read the books, uh, but I've read that they didn't follow the books very well either. So people who like the books probably won't like the movie. 
people who didn't like the books are going to feel lost, which is pretty much what I felt. Um, yeah. I, so I don't, I don't understand why, why you would make a movie that is from a beloved set of books and you make the movie substantially different from the books because you're going to tick off your built-in audience. I don't understand that. It's done so often though. It's just, I know. I, I, I just don't understand that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand it either, but you know, the 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 thought is, I mean, you always have to make choices about what you change because a book and a movie are different things. There's a lot more detail, a lot more richness in a book, but to literally change the the storyline and to change characters' personalities and motivations just seems like a step too far, and you would think that Hollywood would figure that out by now, that the well, ones that are close to it, you know, Harry Potter do great yes and the ones where they stray off from it everybody goes why did you mess it up exactly exactly and if you're changing good chunks of the storyline and you're changing good chunks of the characters you're not telling that story you're telling a different story and that was so in the movie um uh avatar not avatar uh well so the 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 series was avatar i think was the name of it um airbender last Airbender. yeah airbender the last airbender yeah it was so different the, yeah. that the people who loved the cartoons, and there's lots of them, right. people who loved the cartoons were like, what the hell? What did you yeah. do? Yeah, this isn't the story. This isn't, this isn't, that's not what that character does. There's, you know, why? Why? Right, right. It's like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense at all. So yeah, I don't know tr- why they. I'm trying to think of, there was another series that there's a whole bunch of, um, uh, I'm trying to remember, Orson's. I can't remember the name of the. Oh, oh, I know Orson, what you're Orson talking Scott about. Scott Card did Scott the, Car- yeah, yes, um, did the series on um, Ender's Game. And Ender's they, Game, and they did yeah. Ender's Game movie, and the movie just slaughtered the the story. I mean, they made all the kids older. They kind of created a a little bit of a romance between two of them. They they um, just twisted enough of it around that it didn't work right and 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 basically also killed it from being able to be spun off properly unless they yes. created new stories they couldn't actually go to the next book and make the next book because they didn't follow the first book and so yeah I, and i liked the books i have read that entire series and when i watched the movie it was like well i guess as a standalone movie it's okay but it's not the story of andrew wiggin <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, why, why, why? Yeah. I don't understand that. You yeah. know, you are. I mean, the thing about it, it takes a, it takes a, a, a screenwriter, director, so arrogant that they think that that they are better than the beloved story that they want to tell. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I, I just don't understand. Yeah. Well, and ironically, Orson Scott Card was one of the producers in this, but I wonder if that was in name only, and he really didn't have any power. Because they certainly just screwed up his story in terms of you know telling that same story. I mean, they told a story, but it wasn't it wasn't the one that we, having read the book, expected. It wasn't right. the same story, and they changed characters and characters' motivations enough that you look at it and go, "This is not right." And as a result, box office bomb. It barely box made back bomb. its cost to bake. I mean, it yes, it, it covered its budget barely. 
they say it grossed 125.5 million on a 110 to 115 million dollar budget. Crazy, like, that's, right? That's you know nobody spends 115 million dollars to make you know five or ten million dollars. Yes. You know they expect that that was a big deal. That was supposed to be a big blockbuster movie, and people saw it and basically yawned and went, this isn't the story. In fact, even worse than yawned, they, they actively disliked it because they messed up a story that was beloved. Yeah, don't understand yeah. it. Hollywood. Hollywood. Figure this out. Pull your this... head out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, you know, this is, this. I'm, I'm not a, I don't go to the theater very often because of a lot of different reasons, but, um, you know, I do want to, I miss that experience. I do want to mm-hmm. go to a movie and see something on the big screen. That's really epic. And, um, uh, you know, a really good story with sweeping vistas and costumes yeah. and the whole thing. I miss it. Yeah. Well, and, and there's some movies that are just so made for big screens, you know, um, those, those big, outdoorsy western moving across the country type of movies or the the space movies where that there's the vastness of just fits the big screen so well and and you know it's just it's fine to go and watch them on tv after you've after you've seen them that way and experienced them but they need to be experienced in that bigger more epic sense and that honestly i spend uh, extra usually to go to especially for those movies to go see them in the um the the extra big theaters you know the the uh epics theaters the rpx theaters or the yes um um, uh, trx or whatever you know they've got there's a variety of them out there but you know which which theaters i'm talking about the big giant i do um just because they're so much more entertaining to see them on the big screen you know yeah i'd hate to spend money to go to a theater i remember once uh actually was (laughs) While we were in Hawaii on my honeymoon, we decided to go see a movie, and we went and saw, um, this will date me here, um, it was, I think, the second of the Eddie Murphy's um, Beverly Hills Beverly Cop Hills Cop? Movie. Yeah, I think it was the second Beverly Hills Cop movie. And we went to a theater in Hawaii, and there was about 40 seats in the theater, and the screen was about 12 to 15 feet across. Oh, it my God. It was like the tiniest theater I've ever been in. And, of course, now, this is in the days before, you know, 40-inch or 50-inch or 60-inch or 80-inch flat screens. Um, so it was still significantly larger than watching anything on a television because, you know, TVs had tubes and a 30-inch TV weighed 125 pounds. Um, but it just wasn't quite the same. <laughs> you know, I, I we were walking in and being really disappointed that this is what passes for a movie theater here. <laughs> I was like, Really? This is the theater. <laughs> wow. Um, huh. I guess yeah, when we people are in Hawaii, they don't go sit in theaters a whole lot. Apparently um, not. But well, again, we're there's spoiled, not a lot of, right? Well, and there, but there's not a lot of reason to go sit in a theater if that's the experience you're getting. You know, it's like, come on, guys, build a real theater. People might actually show up. Um, but Los Angeles is a company town. And I know that is. we're outside of L.A., but we're still in the greater yeah. Los Angeles metropolitan area. Yeah, we are, so, but we're not. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's a different it's a different um, situation here. Yeah, yeah, and there's some some really cool theaters out there. I mean, they've got theaters now that have uh, seats that move around like they do when you're doing the flying over uh, California at Disney. They've got uh, uh, they're called four DX theaters um, through Regal. Um, they've got one in Irvine, and um, I went and saw the I think it was the last Star Wars movie there. 
Uh, oh, that's cool. And it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that actually Oh, it wasn't the last awesome. one. It was the one before the last one. The last one that's... I saw at Christmas time when we were in uh, North Carolina. And I oh. actually, and I actually, I was at an AMC, and I I bought a um, about an eighteen inch to maybe two foot high R two D two that had the soda in his head and popcorn in his belly, and uh, and I brought him home in a suitcase. That's <laughs> so, my, so cool. My R two D two sits behind me here in the shack. So <laughs> usually has a baseball cap on, but today he doesn't. <laughs> so I, that would be cool unless you're watching i mean like i'm thinking of ratatouille and you know if they if they have because because you've there are rides in disneyland where they like blow like air on your feet and it feels like yeah. and maybe they don't anymore but they, it feels like something skittering by you okay that would freak me out <laughs> that was built that was built into this theater as well they used that same oh technology God. there was like puffs of wind hitting you in the face and little spritzes of water coming from nowhere when things splashed <laughs> down and it was it was a complete 4d experience let me tell you it was awesome however i will say you're right there are movies that would not be very well done for that it's <laughs> not the right movie i would not go see a slasher movie in that theater if you paid me money no <laughs> No, or you know. a movie with like an Indiana Jones with the snakes. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah. It's like, that's the last thing I need is stuff slithering around my toes. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. yuck. <laughs> yeah. I can't see them in the dark anyway. You know, you know what you do is you have a bunch of people out with their with their the cameras on, shining down at the floor. Going, what the heck is that? You know, <laughs> we were complaining about those guys who turn on their their phones. The whole theater would be turning on their phones, looking at their feet, going, "What? What? What? What?" <laughs> <laughs> Although you don't want to get stuff out of your pockets because boy, it jostles you around pretty good. I was uh, I was surprised. I didn't know what to expect when I when I bought tickets to 4DX, but uh, it was a fun experience. Ah, so we have had a fun show today. We have. It's been great. And so, it has um, been great. Tuesday, the sixteenth of June. We're almost halfway through the year. Yeah, and your daughter has a birthday in a couple of days. She does. Oh, you mentioned her. See, I was going to say, and my birthday is only two weeks away. But yeah, you're right. I got her. I've got my daughter's birthday is uh, is coming right around the corner, and my brother-in-law's is two days after hers. Uh, so uh, we've got some celebrating doing Father's Day this weekend. So hug, hug a dad. Hug a dad. Or, so, or fist bump a dad at a socially safe six feet distance. Air bump. There you go. <laughs> Whatever works for you, right? So Whatever works anyway, for you. Got to wrap this up. Everybody have a wonderful day. My name is Todd Brinker. And I'm Aaron Brinker. We'll see you soon. Have a great day, everyone.